The show is here. Yo, our mission is clear. It's time to change healthcare. Have no fear. Today is the day. This is the hour. Together, you know we've got the power. Drop the silos. We're all the same team. Patients, docs, nurses, tech, and marketing. How can anyone be satisfied with the way things have always been? Yeah, we've tried. So join us now. Join the revolution. Digital health is the evolution. Status quo, more like status, no. Yeah, this is the healthcare rap. Y'all, come on, let's go. Welcome to the healthcare rap, where we are ushering in the future of healthcare and the status quo no longer exists where we are challenging assumptions about marketing and technology, and we check yesterday's thinking at the door. Where truth drops like an atom bomb, and knowledge flows like Niagara Falls. Each week, we challenge assumptions that have been holding back healthcare marketing, and explain how we can do better. Join us. This is the Healthcare Wrap. Hey, all you out there in the Healthcare Wrap posse, thanks for hanging with us. This is Jared Johnson. I'm your host, and this is season two of the Healthcare Wrap. This is the place to be if you want to accelerate the transformation of healthcare and help create the digital health experience that happens outside the clinic. In other words, this is the place for you if you want to be marketing forward. You can join the posse by listening, subscribing, leaving a review, and telling your friends. You can find our full archive of episodes at healthcarewrap.com and hit us up on Twitter at healthcarewrap. And a special thank you finally to Express Docs, Altera Digital, and the podcast.healthcare network for helping us spread the awesome. Speaking of awesome, I've got Steve Koch on the program today. Steve is the managing director at Caston Hugh. He is a longtime friend of me and of the program. And so I want to welcome you, Steve. How are you doing today? Doing awesome, man. Good to talk to you, Jared. Yes, uh, we, you have the benefit of living here also in the Valley of the Sun where we're experiencing following finally a little bit of fall, it just feels like in the last few days. Oh, it was freezing this morning. I mean, it, it had to be close to 50. So I was I was shivering a bit, but uh, but we'll be okay. The sun came out and it got back up to 75. So we're all going to survive. Yes, it's time to break out the parkas and the, uh, the mittens, I, I fear. And uh, we'll see how we can survive. <laughs> but I'll take your word for it. Right. <laughs> Good stuff. Well, Steve, for our listeners, let's give them the, the, the 60 second version of who Steve is and what you're all about. Yeah, absolutely. So as you mentioned, I'm the managing director of Cast and Hue, and our role is to design customer and patient experiences that, that foster loyalty for our clients and the people they serve. And, and we're working towards accelerating growth and innovation while minimizing the frustration of those you serve. So we'll dig into it today, but it's about designing experiences that, that really meet the needs of those our clients serve. And we work very closely with hospitals and health organizations around the country as they, they work to better understand their consumers. My background personally you know, started in marketing before I got into this customer experience world and, and really focused on healthcare. So I spent a lot of time in the marketing and advertising world and slowly but surely transitioned to developing messages from developing messages to creating experiences that messages are based on. And, and I really enjoy that. So working closely with consumers and patients on behalf of our clients to really understand behavior and understand how we can create better experiences for people. So that's what I'm all about these days and uh, really enjoy the work that we're doing over here at Cast and Hugh. That is all what you're all about these days. And you are also all about, I remember hiking the Grand Canyon. When I did it this summer, you gave me some good tips on on that. You, that's something you've been able to do in the past. And uh, I think that's pretty cool. So that, that's something that you've been into uh, yourself. You've done some hiking around town and, and it's, it's, it's pretty cool. It's, it's a fun place to live. 
Yeah, yeah, I absolutely love it. I'm, I'm, if I'm not working, I'm trying to find my way onto a hiking trail with my dogs or, or a volleyball court when my shoulder isn't bugging me or on the golf course. So yeah, Arizona, the valley here gives, uh, gives me a great outlet to do all those things. And then we're coming up on winter, so then I'll be on my snowboard as much as I can, either up in northern Arizona or Utah, Colorado or northern California. So uh, not a bad place to be for all those, those outdoor things. I would agree. I would agree. We are going to dive into this whole experience thing because we want to dig into it and kind of get behind the buzzwords of experience and journey sure. mapping because there it is being talked about a lot more these days. And there's a lot of insight that you have been able to gain. Like I said, this is something you do day in and day out. And I think there's there's a lot more to it when we dig into the surface. And so that's going to be the topic of our rap battle today. So we'll just get into that. Rap battle. Yeah, rap battle is where we talk about, we really challenge the status quo. Let's just put it that way. We we challenge the way things have been done before, especially with, with marketing and tech in healthcare. A lot of times those have to do with other things related to it. And I'm glad you brought up the fact that you came from a, a, a more uh, standardized marketing background. And this is the road that, that has come from that because they are, in my mind, very related. I feel like marketers Absolutely. definitely need to be focused on that holistic experience of the consumer and the patients they serve. So this isn't just acquisition, is it? Like this is longer term than that. Maybe that's our starting point in terms of, you know, a, a place to start in terms of what the value of customer journey mapping is in healthcare. Yeah, absolutely. I think it is has wide ranging value in because these days the experience is really everything. There's research out there that has demonstrated that for consumers, their perception of the brand is really focused on experience. I think they, they say about 75% of a consumer's perception of a brand is based on the experiences they have. And so it's totally related to marketing. And so it's very important for us to understand that end-to-end experience, that, that holistic experience that patients have. Sometimes as marketers, we might only think of it as that acquisition phase. Okay, how are they making decisions and, and how are they choosing us and, and what's that road? that they take with digital touch points and, and things like that are they taking to get to me so that I can optimize my media plan and that's absolutely important and we want to look into that but just as important is understanding that experience how are they finding our location what happens when they get there how are we making it easy to get in to see a doctor or in an emergent situation get it to the ED and then how are we following up how is that experience and how is that going to relate to how they perceive our organization and how is it going to really determine a relationship that we have with that consumer ongoing. So from a business perspective, we want to look at that holistic journey and we want to understand all of the friction points that our consumers are experiencing, the gaps in the experience, where are we not meeting their expectations? Because when we can do that, then we could start making those points better with consumers' inputs and patients' input, and we can start to create better experiences for them that that gives our organization longer relationships, builds more loyal patients and consumers, uh, but also differentiates us from the other organizations that are in our marketplace. I see it a lot and I can see it firsthand where it makes a difference and we don't have to make it feel like an overwhelming task when we say, now you get to map the entire experience end to end. There are a lot of different pieces to that. I'm curious what questions you get most commonly from hospitals and health systems about kind of where to start. Yeah, that's one of the biggest questions. 
times because you're right. When, when we think about a health system that has outpatient and inpatient and urgent care and emergency departments and, and diagnostic centers and all the other things, it, it's very challenging to say, okay, well, how do we think about this holistically? Because that could take us a long time. So there's a few things we'll look at. We'll take a real critical look at an organization's business and say, okay, well, where can we look around? Let's look at satisfaction or cap scores or what have you. And and what are we seeing in terms of drops in experience scores? Where are we seeing challenges from competitors that we know that need to be addressed? And then what are some areas that we can identify that have opportunities for innovation and transformation? And when we can look at those, that can help us start to prioritize, okay, where do we want to start? And let's get a starting point to start just getting that foundational understanding of patient experience and their journey with us. I would say oftentimes we'll look closely at some of the front door elements of the experience, whether that's the emergency department, urgent care, primary care, or especially these days emerging with with telemedicine and telehealth. So those are the types of things we want to look at. It, yeah, it's certainly about prioritizing, almost thinking of it as a pilot. Let's We're going to look at things differently and look at patient experience and, and the patient journey differently. So let's find a place to start where we can really make a big difference and then start to share that and socialize it across the organization. If customers retain 95% of a message when they see it on video, but only 10% of a message when they read it, why are you still using print-only brochures to get your marketing across? Express Docs is here to bring you into the future. Introducing Print Plus Video, their newest technology that pairs the effectiveness of video marketing with the portable convenience of print marketing. Print Plus Video is a customizable brochure that's equipped with an LCD screen to clearly display your message to your audience in a way that resonates with them. Whether you're fundraising, recruiting, or any project in between, Print Plus Video helps you create an engaging experience that captivates your audience and increases conversion. For more information on Express Docs Print Plus Video, contact an Express Docs rep at 866-977-3627. That's 866-977-3627. Or visit expressdocs.com slash the healthcare wrap. That's Express, beginning with an X. So what teams are typically involved in an exercise like this when they truly are mapping the entire customer journey? Obviously, marketing is involved. Do they tend to play the lead role and who else is involved? Yeah, it's a great question. And, you know, it's always a little different. But I think one great thing about journey mapping and experience design is that it breaks down silos. And that's the cool thing. Number one, it has to because we're not going to get a good look at the holistic experience and then make changes to that holistic experience if we don't have uh, multiple folks involved from across the organization. But but also it can help people see things differently when they're hearing directly from patients, when we're getting into those journeys and, and whether it's through interviews, it helps really break down those silos, break down those barriers. People can figure out how they can work better together. So all that said, I would say most prominently we'll work directly with some marketing folks, um, usually a marketing leader of some sort. We are also often working with chief experience officers, but more often than not, in fact, in almost every occasion, one will bring us in and then immediately bring that other folks in. So oftentimes experience in marketing, but then we'll get to the leadership and operations and, and and other folks associated with that. It's funny because I have I've been in the room where you've seen where I've been able to see that those silos being broken down with the cross section of those who are involved in 
a project like this right where, where sometimes it's the first time they've all been in the same room together yeah it's amazing how many times and, and yeah you and i've been in meetings together where people will be shaking hands and saying oh nice to meet you i've heard your name and uh so it's great to work together on this project so yeah it's, it's absolutely bringing people together that perhaps haven't worked together before but at the end of the day bringing those folks together is going to help create a better patient experience and, and create a better journey for those patients. I agree. So when I'm thinking about, it does sound like marketing is pretty much involved just about every time, whether in a lead role or, or a different role, how do they internally, because I'm sure this, this is becoming, I, I think, I don't know if you'd agree. It seems like over the last few years, there's a lot more visibility of experience about journey mapping and experience design that it's starting to be talked about more. So then it seems like the one of the bigger challenges is internally. Now selling that to all those other stakeholders if there are so many people involved in it. Any tips for, for those who internally are kind of become the champion of the need for customer journey mapping and how do they kind of gain that internal buy-in? That's really key to success. And, and I, I would say there are, are a couple of things. I would say, first of all, start socializing it early. I think we've seen with our clients that have had the most success is that even as they go through the process of developing the initiative, identifying partners, and which is where we start talking to them, they've already started to share this idea across across their organization. And so bring in that cross-functional team early. Make them part of the process of setting the scope of the project, setting the objectives, and selecting the partners and selecting the approach. Absolutely, we want to have leadership involved in one way or another because that's going to lead to success as well. So I, I think those are the key things is to start, as you see that need, it's a selling process all the way through. So you have to start selling through to your co-leaders, your other leaders within the organization, selling through to your leadership, and ensuring that they're part of that process the entire time because this isn't one of those projects that one department or another goes off and does on their own and then brings the results back. It needs to be a very collaborative process throughout. And I think that's one value that that I see that clients get when they do these types of projects is they see, you know, just as you said, you're, you're meeting people that you may not have worked with before and you're finding new ways to collaborate. We always say it's a requirement. You have to do it, and but it ends up being a huge benefit as well. I need a dime, ain't faking a bump. So you crank out content, but it's getting stale. It might be nutritious, but it tastes like kale. You're down with finding a way to up your marketing game. Yeah, but when you look for help, everyone seems lame. We're Altera Digital. Google us and see. We're spelled like ultra with an extra E. We'll help you market forward. Google us and look. We're Altera Digital. It's off the hook. Hey guys, this is Jared. Altera Digital is just another name for our consulting team that helps you when your content, your strategy, or your brand is getting stale. You know, like that chocolate glazed donut that was a little piece of heaven in the morning, but when you left it on your desk until 4.13 in the afternoon and you went to finish it off, by then, mm, not so heavenly, was it? By now you know our philosophy that content is the future, but only when it engages audiences and it isn't a snooze fest. And you've heard how we roll. The healthcare rap, what you're listening to right now is Exhibit A. We don't do boring. So if your content, your special event, or your strategy is getting stale, let us help you give it that spark, that rhythm, that new life you're looking for. Ulterra Digital, marketing forward. Okay, now back to the podcast, right? Because it's pretty legit. 
I remember you and I have, have spoken before when I've asked you, you know, like, what are the essential phases of customer journey mapping that are important for marketers to understand? And I remember you telling me that, that you didn't feel like the phases that you choose to map are as important as what you learn about the journey and how you learn it. Can you tell me more about that? Yeah, absolutely. Those are just the two core elements to to being successful in mapping journeys. And, and the first part is what. So oftentimes, in really the early days of journey mapping, it was really just simply about, okay, what are the touch points that people interact with on their journey, whether it's their journey to making decisions with us, their journey through work, through our organization, as they interact with us, whatever it might be. And certainly those are important, but what's really valuable about journey mapping is understanding what happens to the consumer at each element, at each touch point. So um, as I mentioned earlier, you know, what are their friction points and really focusing in on those and not just, okay, that's a friction point. But why is it a friction point? What are they experiencing there? What are the gaps in the experience? Where are we not meeting their expectations? And something that we always recommend as a core part of of how we work with our clients is understanding that emotional journey. You know, the emotional side of our brain is really what makes decisions for us. And it's hard to understand, but because the emotional part of our brain thinks so much faster and works so much faster than the rational side. Really, the rational side is often just taking the decisions we've made and coming up with reasons why we made them and, and uh, you know, rationalizing them, if you will. So we know the emotional side drives decision-making. So we dig into the emotions at each touch point. How are you feeling? Why are you feeling that way? And understanding that about your patients and consumers as they engage with you is going to be really important to help you prioritize what parts of your journey need to be optimized, help you really even reimagine journeys, reimagine experiences, which is really where we should be all going. It's not just about optimization. It's about how to create new and better experiences for, for the folks that we serve. The second part is the how. And the key thing here is to be engaging directly with your patients. There's a lot of information that can be gleaned from leadership, from stakeholders. There's a lot that we can learn from your surveys, whether they're CAP surveys or or other interactions, from your MPS scores and some of the verbatims, from things like, uh, you know, your call center logs and all of that unstructured data. And that's great. But really digging in with your patients is going to help you understand that journey. So I can't tell you how many times I've talked to folks both in healthcare and out of healthcare who said, yeah, we've got some great journey maps and I'll dig in a little bit with them and say, okay, well, tell me how you developed those. And it'll be, well, you know, we all are experts in this field. So we got a bunch of our leadership together in a room and we mapped that journey or, you know, we're all patients too. So we can map that journey or we all shop for X, Y, or Z. And the reality is there's been a lot of studies on that, that just our bias biases. We can't set aside our biases no matter how hard we try. And they're always going to come out when we think about our business. And one thing that journey mapping does when you engage directly with your patients and consumers, it's going to shatter some assumptions. There's always assumptions that we have or our clients have going into a project. And it's almost always shattered by the patients. It's, you know, we assume that XYZ is the reason that patients are having a poor experience and we find out it has nothing to do with that assumed reason, but it's something totally different. So that's the key part is ensuring no matter how, no matter what you're doing in terms of journey mapping, that you're engaging with those you serve and getting the the perspective directly from them. And that's going to help you get the most successful information on which to build. Do you have any favorite example kind of off the top of your head of, of some 
like an assumption that was shattered or just a, a learning from any exercises that has surprised you recently? One that comes to mind right away is a project we did with a client around the emergency department experience. And they had recently deployed a new electronic medical record. And as we all know, that can take some time to transition and the staff gets used to it. And, and it often leads to this challenge where perhaps the staff is spending a little bit too much time looking at the laptop or the computer where the EMR lives and not enough time with the patient. And in this case, they had seen some, some scores drop and they had seen, seen some, heard some anecdotal evidence of, of challenges within their experience. And they were pretty positive that the reason was this recent transition of electronic medical records and that, that the physicians or the care teams were just paying enough attention to the patients. And we went through the process, you know, it was almost like we were brought in to validate and, and see if there was anything else that we could find. And we went through the process and with all the patients we talked to, we mapped journeys across four hospitals, 28 different journeys. It never came up once. And, but there were a lot of other things that came up, you know, about, for instance, the arrival process and some elements of the waiting room experience that they weren't aware of and even the discharge experience. So that's a great example of what often happens where we're breaking our assumptions and then finding some areas that, that don't come up in a CAPS survey. You know, CAPS doesn't ask you about what was it like to, to park and, and find that location or how did the front desk person treat you or whatever it might be. And so that's, that's one reason why you want to map all those touch points of the journeys and dig in to each point because you're going to uncover elements of that experience that make a difference for your patients or your consumers that you may not have known about. And that gives you an opportunity to fix that and, and evolve that experience. Oh, I love it. What a great example of, of how this really does play out in real life. And I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised at how those surprises keep coming up because that's what happens when we really dig into this type of data. So, so thanks for sharing that. Yeah, we're going to roll into keeping it real. Keeping it real. So keeping it real is, yeah, this, this is fun. This, this is kind of a way to wrap it up because I feel like, you know, when we first started this podcast, my goodness, it was, it was a little over a year and a half ago, right? And, and we were very focused on, on the marketer's role in healthcare, right? And so I feel like this is kind of our opportunity to broaden our horizons again and realize there are opportunities to do more than just acquire new patients and you know, improve some of the basic marketing KPIs. The things that we are learning and the, the way that the marketer's role is evolving in healthcare organizations today indicates that there are other things we can do to help improve healthcare. So that's my question to you, Steve, is what's, what's one thing marketers can do better to improve healthcare itself? Yeah, I think that's a really good point, Jared. I, I always think about the fact that when we met about five or six years ago and, and we're, we're talking about this world and we're thinking about marketing, it was all about acquisition and we catch up and digital marketing and search and some of those blocking and tacking, tackling elements. I think it's evolved now, as, as we've talked about today, to really understanding that holistic experience. And I think marketers are taking more ownership of that end and relationship with patients and, and thinking about it, not just from how do we acquire, but how do we acquire and build loyal patients. And I think the next step is the marketer's role is going to grow even larger because I think when you think about our transition to value-based care, marketers have to play a huge role in that because 
as we get more value-based and, and as we think about less about how do we get patients into our hospital and more about how do we keep them healthy and keep them out in these value-based relationships, that's about behavior. And marketers are the leaders in understanding behavior and creating communication strategies around that. So if we're thinking about things like medication adherence, if we're thinking about things like how do we make sure that patients are getting to their wellness checkups and then going to their follow-ups and and things of that nature, that all these things that are going to be so important as we transition to a world of value-based care, those are going to be important things and they're important roles that marketers can play that are going to lead directly to how successful an organization is. And so I think that's really exciting, you know, and I'm seeing it in a few places. Definitely this year have seen more conversations around value-based care and how marketers can be more involved in that with our work. So we, you know, understanding those journeys. And I think that's just going to continue, especially as this path to to value-based care continues. Well, thanks so much, Steve, for sharing your time and your perspective today. What's the best way for listeners to reach you if they want to get a hold of you? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you can uh, visit our website. It's castandhue.com. So C-A-S-T-A-N-D-H-U-E.com. Or email me, which is uh, S-K-O-C-H at castandhue.com. I'd uh, love to chat and, uh, you know, happy to give advice or share thoughts. And I know a lot of people are thinking about this journey to consumerism, this this idea of uh, the world where marketing and patient experience meet. And that's one of our, you know, we're passionate about it. So, yeah, happy to, to chat with anyone and everyone. Thanks again, Steve. Thanks for joining us this week. And thank you, everyone who's listening, for tuning in. Join the posse. Don't forget to listen, subscribe, leave a review, and tell your friends. Healthcare Wrap is an old terror digital production and a member of the podcast.healthcare network. So on behalf of Steve and myself, keep marketing forward. Thanks. And that's a wrap.